0: Good afternoon, everybody. Eric Laugham here, joined by Dr. Donald Moyne. Today, we're going to, on the Influence Show, we're going to continue on with our conversation that we started last week about sales scripting. And uh, I have made more money from sales scripting than any other sales idea that I've ever learned. And the person that taught me all about sales scripting is Dr. Moyne. Dr. Moyne, how are you doing today?
1: doing great eric busy day i've got a couple more hours of work i'm excited uh welcome everybody good afternoon good evening if you're calling in watching from the east coast and good morning if you're somewhere else in the world
0: all right well if you're one of our on here live with us type into the chat and let us know what part of the world are you joining us from and I know, Dr. Moyne, people in sales, they want to know how to make more sales, how to make more money. And scripting delivers on that. And um, I'll get us started off the conversation talking about how in um, it's very common in sales that we're delivering a repetitive presentation. So mm-hmm. the realtor has the listing presentation. The person in financial services has the different times they meet with the prospect, guiding them. Into a financial product, car sales. They have the the car sales presentation. Network marketer. They have the uh, business opportunity. And so, if you think about it logically, it just makes sense to take time to prepare that presentation because you're doing it over and over and over and over and over again. Whereas the reality, my experience of this, yours is probably the same. So many salespeople they wing it, and I always say when you wing it, you get wing it results. So. Share with us any thoughts you have about the importance of taking the time to really hone in that presentation, especially if it's a repetitive presentation.
1: Well, I'd like to share a couple of thoughts on that, Eric. That is a that is a great observation. Folks, don't let that frighten you. Don't let that turn you off. The fact that you're doing a repetitive presentation, because most professionals, if you really think about it, they do repetitive work. Uh, A surgeon, a back surgeon, the way they get really great at doing back surgery is they do lots and lots of back surgeries. And you know what? They're always studying. They're going to conferences. They're studying the latest equipment, the latest methodologies. Um, And that's how they get better and better and better. They don't say, I wanna be creative today. I'm gonna to do something brand new. I'm tired of doing that proven effective back surgery technique. I'm just <laughs> gonna move this, this, these nerves around and see what happens. You know, you folks, that's a mark of a true professional. Lawyers who go into court, l- lawyers who do trial work, they do trials over and over and over again. The superstar lawyers, the ones that win multi-million dollar, dollar verdicts over and over again, do, they follow a proven repetitive formula. One of the guys I've studied is Jerry Spence, one of the most successful winningest attorneys in the country. And he trained thousands and thousands of other attorneys. He won some very famous cases. Um, if we had more time, I could I could uh, share that with you. What I would I'd like to share with you about doing a repetitive presentation is that no one knows it's repetitive except you. You can make it fresh. You could make it seem like you've never said this before in exactly that way. And the way that you do it is by honing in on their needs. You wanna be totally needs focused. What are their desires? What are their dreams? Help them achieve their dreams, help them afford to buy this car, help them afford to live in this house, uh, to find a great mortgage, to send their kids to the great schools in this neighborhood and, mention or a very very simple thing folks is mention their names it's something that dale carnegie pointed out and so many salespeople overlook that point dale carnegie i believe said that maybe this was i think it was dale carnegie who said that the sweetest word in the english language is the sound of someone's name isn't that true eric that's right. So you can make it fresh. That's part of your job. And, you know, by honing in on the other person and and their needs and talking their language. So, for example, some people are highly visual and they use lots and lots of visual words. This is something you learn if you studied neuro-linguistic programming. Here's how they talk. That's not clear to me. Can you shed some more light on that subject? Hey, that's a bright idea. That's kind of hazy to me. That's kind of fuzzy to me. I don't I don't really see the benefits. So when you're selling to them in your scripts, you want to use lots of visual words because it's literally the sensory language that they speak. Other people are much more auditory. They talk to themselves a lot. Sometimes if you, if you look at them, they're in this posture. This is called the telephone posture. It's, it's almost like they're holding a phone in their hands. And it, it doesn't really have anything to do with a telephone, but it's been known for hundreds of years that when people go into this position, especially if they're looking down left, they're accessing a quarter of their brain. This is really fascinating. Called Broca's quarter of their brain, which is where we do auditory processing, and so when people are talking to themselves, they frequently go into this position. Think about Rodin's famous statue, The Thinker. Remember The Thinker? Yeah, how he's uh, kind of bent over like this and deep in thought. And they these people who are who think, who make decisions by talking to themselves, they literally use lots of auditory words their speech sounds kind of like this. Hey, that rings a bell. Now we're singing the same song. You know, that really struck a sour note with me. Now we're in harmony. Those are, did you hear all the auditory words I used? So to talk their language, you want to use lots of auditory words. The, uh, another group <clears throat> is kinesthetic. That's spelled K-I-N-E-S-T-H-E-T-I-C, kinesthetic or physical action people. These are people who rely strongly upon their feelings. They rely upon hunches, intuitions, and feelings. They frequently look down right, and they use lots and lots of physical words. Um, Let's run with it. Let's stick the pedal to the metal. Hey, don't try to strong arm me. Hey, you knock my socks off. There are hundreds of other physical action words in our language. Something that a lot of salespeople don't realize, and it hurts them, it really hurts their sales, it hurts their income, is they don't even know what type of thinker they are. Uh, I learned early on that I'm primarily a visual thinker. And I tend to use more visual words than other types of predicates. So I train myself early on to listen to the language of the other person and to use to speak their language. And that's what you want to do also. It's a very respectful way of selling. It's a great way of customizing your scripts. People will hear you better. They'll respond better when you speak the sensory language that they speak. No one will ever know what you're doing. I've never had anyone, let's say I'm, I'm selling something to an auditory person. Uh, and if I use auditory words, I've never once in my life had someone say, Gee, Dr. Moyne, you're using auditory words just like I am. All they might say is, uh, You know, I hear what you're saying, Dr. Moyne. You know, it sounds like you really understand what our company needs. So it's, uh, it, there's no downside. There's only upside. Eric, I'm going to turn it over to you.
0: I want to share a, a couple of quick uh, sales stories. And um, the first one is a CEO that I prospected. And I wanted him to be on a Zoom interview, like what you and I are doing right now. And I asked him for 30 minutes of his time. And he told me, he, he in essence said, you know, I'm going to pass. And I, I don't think that that is, um, it's a good use of my time. And uh, CEO, I I was just kind of speculating, very analytical thinker, very much got to make sure that my time's being allocated in the right spot because he's overseeing, you know, the company. And so um, here's how I got him to do it. I said, I can appreciate that you don't think that this is the best use of your time. And because he's not, he's not looking to be interviewed on shows. He's the CEO. That's not what he's not a speaker. Like I'm always looking to get on these shows. And so I said, um, let me just give you one alternate perspective. I said, now on the live show um, and the recording, the 30 minute segment we're gonna do is probably gonna be listened to about 200 hours worth of listen time. So 30 minutes of your time turning into 200 hours of listen time, I think that's a pretty fantastic result. And he goes, (laughs) you know what, let's do it. And I think what happened for him is his brain said that aligns with his values like i want to make Mm -hmm. the smart choice with my time Mm -hmm. and so this now is the smart choice because (laughs) i'm going to get 200 hours of my time i literally reframed the amount of time the other sales story i got a, a corporate training to the finish line the other day owner of a mortgage company and in fact finding he said that he wanted his branch managers to do prospecting to recruit loan officers and then for those branch managers to become stronger at teaching prospecting uh, to the loan officers that reported to them. And um, I just very confidently said to him, I can produce that result for you. And he hired me. And I think the main reason he hired me was I identified the problem and I confidently told him I could solve it. And he says, okay, Mm -hmm. let's do it. And so those are a couple of scripting Mm -hmm. stories where Mm -hmm. I was able to get a couple of deals to the finish line. Mm
1: Great stories, Eric. I use a similar approach in my sales work uh, when only if I can say this truthfully, you know, folks, sometimes one of the objections people have to scripting is they say that, uh, you know, I, I want to always tell the truth. And there's no reason in the world why you cannot be 100% truthful in all of your scripts and be massively effective and so i will i do a lot of needs assessment so i i really believe in understanding the needs of your clients and fulf- doing everything you can move the heavens and the earth to satisfy those needs so i'll ask them what their needs are when it comes to sales training uh I do work in advertising, I do work in marketing, and frequently my response after listening to them, I say this because it's true, is I say that is exactly what I specialize in. That's exactly what I specialize in. And if I'm with them in person, I will, if if, if they are open to it, you know, sometimes you can tell when you first meet someone, if they shake your hand, if they seem like they're warm people, like I, I mentioned earlier that. A certain group of people in our society, it's about 34% approximately, are primarily physical action thinkers. They use physical action words. Ronald Reagan was in that category. And when I say those words, that's exactly what I specialize in. If I'm with them personally, let's say we're seated across the table from one another, what I like to do is I like to reach my hand over and say, you've come to the right place. And I shake their hand and it's really powerful folks you can you can think about that you can try that you can write that down when you reach an agreement or when you make a powerful self-confidence statement reach your hand over and shake on it and for some people their handshake is like the fourth part of the holy trinity you know the father the son the holy ghost it's like the fourth part uh, they were taught by their parents your handshake is sacred son you only shake hands if you mean it you know you if you if you give your word if you shake their hand you have to go through with it you have to follow up and it's it's powerful i've closed a lot of deals with see that's that's a, a verbal script combined with a physical script eric i'm going to turn it back over to you
0: all right so uh for those of you that are tuning in it's great to have you here i'm going to try something i haven't tried with this technology so apologize if it doesn't work but i'm going to see if i can do a screen share here Mm -hmm. and uh let's see what happens when i do my screen share uh in okay there click on that one and share and okay if it's working now what you guys are seeing on the screen is a picture of our website and the way you get to this website is you type in theinfluenceshow.com and it says there um, at the bottom the show is also available as a podcast on podbean and apple podcast so if you click on apple podcast this is what's going to show up and this is this used to be iTunes a lot of you have heard of iTunes so now it's called apple podcast i'm bringing this up because you can get all of our previous shows i think this is our sixth one you can get all of our previous shows here. So if you have ever missed one, catch it here and share it with your, your friends and sales and then come down and, and you can give us a rating. Uh, it's up to five stars. So uh, give us a rating on there if, if you'd like. And so that's how you can, you can catch the um, catch the recordings if you missed them. And uh, let's see here if I'm back on. Okay. I think we're back with the two of us here together. And um Let's let's talk briefly about um, irresistible offers. And I want to I want to tell one that I I made and I got a yes. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to hear any of your thoughts on this as a a scripting technique. So uh, Steve Hardison, uh, who has the the creator of the being movement. And um, I said to Steve a little over a year ago, he needed a Facebook group and he said, well, I don't know anything about that. And I said, no problem. I, I know a lot about it. So I said, Steve, here's the deal. I'll set it up for you. I'll manage it, I'll lead it, I'll run it. You don't have to lift a finger, Steve, and it's not gonna cost you a penny. Would you like me to create this Facebook group for you? And so he thought about it, and by the end of the call, he said, yes, let's do it. Now, the reason that I was willing to do that is many reasons, but one of them is I knew that me being the leader of that group it was going to give me exposure to thousands and thousands of people. And now there's over 8,000 people in the group. And it's really been um, incredible for publicity for me. But I got the agreement because of the irresistible offer. And I'd love to just hear any of your thoughts on irresistible offers.
1: That's a very powerful one, Eric. Uh, there, There are a lot of different forms of an irresistible offer one of them of course is the if if you know they want it is the money back guarantee when i was working with Jay abraham about 20 years ago who's considered the world's greatest marketing expert he charges about 130 thousand dollars per day when i was working with him he was a relative bargain at only five thousand dollars per hour He had a very interesting way of describing it. What he would say is that uh, when he's selling, for example, his very expensive, very valuable uh, marketing manuals, these books that he's put together that have all sorts of marketing and advertising insights, he would say, we take all of the risk, so you take none. We take all of the risk, so you take none and he would offer a 90-day guarantee or 120-day guarantee you know here's the here's the interesting thing ladies and gentlemen about guarantees most people if they're going to seek a refund they will seek it in the first five days 10 days or so and the refund rate falls way off most companies give a 90-day guarantee because with most credit cards, you have up to 90 days to try to get a refund on the purchase. Uh, but what I I don't know if Jay does this anymore, but I, I i think it was Jay, it might have been some other clients of mine. They would offer one year guarantees because they found that it gave people a tremendous feeling that there was no risk, that the offer was irresistible, that they you know you hear one year guarantee. This person must really believe in their product. And yet, the chances, if someone's had something for 30 days or 60 days or 90 days, you know, and they've not sought a refund, they're probably not ever going to seek a refund. So that's a way of making your offer irresistible. It's to give a very long uh, guarantee uh, period on it. Uh, One of the things that I like to do is I like to share with the person I'm speaking with, who might be a vice president of sales, might be the owner of a company, a small company, sometimes a bigger company, is I like to talk about the history of success that the kind of sales training I do has had in different companies. And I will say, I'll have things in my script like this. Uh, Sir, would you be interested in learning more about a scientific approach a proven scientific approach to sales training that has proven itself in over 200 companies it's pretty hard for someone to say no to that it's pretty hard to say no to that they, they, you would have to be extremely close-minded and then i will say would you be interested in learning about a scientific approach to sales training that's proven itself in five other companies in your industry. And that also makes itself irresistible. Um, So think about this for yourself, folks. Use these techniques, practice these techniques, customize them for what you are doing. And scripts in different industries are somewhat different. I have a script book here. This is the only script book ever mentioned by Malcolm uh, Gladwell, the famous author of the tipping point, the New York Times. It was on the New York Times bestsellers list for several years. I was interviewed by Malcolm Gladwell. And he wrote about this book, which is called the financial advisors mastermind script book. I wrote it with a gentleman named Tom Gow who I've mentioned earlier in an earlier podcast, Tom was one of the most successful financial planners in America. His nickname was the $3 million man because he always made at least $3 million a year and frequently made as much as $8 million a year. And he only worked nine days a month. He spent the rest of his time enjoying life and contributing to charities. And these are the exact words of Tom Gow and about 20 other superstar financial planners that I've worked with. Uh, You can read a full description of that book on my website, which is www.drmoyne.com. But whether you are in financial planning, whether you buy that book or not, does not matter to me. What I wanna do is I wanna share with you a few insights. I'm gonna turn it back over to Eric from that book. One of them is how to organize your book. And what I want to point out to you is a mistake that a lot of people make when they put together a script book. And by the way, this book is is very lengthy. It took me and Tom years to put all the all this together here. It's just, you know, many, 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 many pages. What I want to, I want to encourage you, ladies and gentlemen, if you only have a five page script book, you are going to be more effective than probably 50 or 60 percent of all the salespeople in your field because they don't have that. They just shoot from the hip and shoot from the lip and they hope it works. They're not organized. They haven't done the the preparation work. But what you want to do is you don't want to mix up different scripts on the same piece of paper. So you want to uh, take a little notebook to start your script book. This is how Tom and I started this script book. And at the top of the page, write down your number one objection. So at the top of the page in your book, write down your number one objection. It may be, your price is too high. Or it may be, I'm loyal to someone else. Or it might be, uh, I've heard your service is not very good. Whatever it is, write that down at the top of the page. Then on the next page, write down a different objection. I only buy American products, or whatever the objection is, um, or it might be I have my certified public accountant do that. Um, and then on the next page, write down your third most feared objection, the most common objection you get. Then after you write down the the name of each objection at the top of each page, then write down one, two, three, four, five, six, and start writing down your very best response, your very best response. Most salespeople only have two or three canned responses to any objection. Very quickly, using some of the techniques that Eric and I can teach you, you I guarantee you, you will have eight responses, you'll have 10 responses, you'll have 12 great responses. So you you want to have pers- you want to have responses for every personality type of client. I talked about this briefly last week for highly dominant people, for the influencers. If you didn't see that show, you got to see it for the people who like to be entertained. You want to have responses for the analytic people who need facts. And a couple more quick tips, I'm going to turn it back over to Eric, is when you run out of responses, you run out of answers, interview a sales superstar in your industry interview a superstar and pick their brains and say, George, Karen, what do you say when someone says I'm loyal to someone else? What do you say when someone says I can do it myself? What do you say when someone says I don't need that? Or I tried that it didn't work. So pick their brain, take them out to dinner. They might make ten times more money than you take them out to dinner, because I guarantee you you are going to get more from that dinner than they're going to get talking to you. They're a superstar. This is how I learned a lot of the things I know. It's not from reading books. It's from spending thousands and thousands of hours over the decades with sales superstars in a wide variety of fields. Eric, I'm going to turn it back over to you.
0: Fantastic content, Dr. Moyne. You know, one thing to to point out when I was talking to the CEO, mm-hmm. he said, "You know, I don't." I politely declined to be on your show, and then I pointed out that he would get two hundred hours of listener time, and it changed his mind. The thing that I want you all to get is, if you were talking to a CEO about being on your show, and you asked them to be on, and they gave you the same objection, mm-hmm. "Look, I'm a CEO. It's not a good use of my time." if you said the same words I said, they might say yes to you. Mm-hmm. you. know, When I said to Steve Hardison, Hey, I'll do this Facebook group for you for free. I'll lead it, manage it, run it. No, no cost to you. If, if you had a, an expertise in running Facebook groups and you said the same thing, there's a really good possibility he would have said yes to you. Just like he said yes to me. In other words, a lot of times, it's not who's saying it. It's the power of the words. And I mentioned this, I think on our last show, mm-hmm. when I delivered the, um, the land talk for the first time, when my, one of my mentors, Tony mm-hmm. Martinez delivered this a script that Dr. Moyne and he co-created. <laughs> and so they put me in to cause Tony left the company and I, I gave the, the script for the first time. And I, you know, they expected me to get zero or one sale and I, I made nine and It wasn't because I was such a fantastic salesperson. I was green back then. I was young, but I had Dr. Moyne and Tony's Mm -hmm. script. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm sharing with all of you, because you might be of of the belief system, well, I'm not a born sales superstar, or you Mm -hmm. might think, well, I'm just, I'm just an okay salesperson. Well, regardless of your skill level, when you improve the quality of your words, you will increase your results. And that's that's mm-hmm. really what we're trying to tell you guys here mm-hmm. is that the looking at scripting from a science place mm-hmm. and to study it and to, um, to you know, a lot of salespeople go, well, I don't like scripts. I'm not into scripts. I want to, you know, wing it. They don't say I want to wing it, but they say, I, I want to, it's just not me. That's what they'll mm-hmm. say, it's just not me. Yeah. And if you will embrace mm-hmm. what we're teaching you, you know, Dr. Wynn mm-hmm. and I are, two of the world's leading experts on influence. That's just who we are. And so we're telling you this, there's gold in what we're teaching you. And mm-hmm. I, I want I want to end the show, Dr. Boyne, with you just speaking a little bit about how many objection responses you have in that Tom Gao and, and the co-created book with Tom Gao. And, and that book is, all it is is objections. Is that correct? Or do you talk about other things too?
1: Well, we, we have a thing in here that are called interest creating remarks I call them ICRs and these are just fascinating things that you can say at any point in the conversation if you notice people's attention is flagging they're starting to zone out uh, these are just little gems that you can drop if you're a financial planner or in the insurance field that just wake people up that startle them that amaze them that uh are going to it's going to pull them back into the here and now but in this particular book and again folks your your book for whatever you sell does not have to be nearly this long but i think we have um 18 actually let me look it up here we have 20 different uh objections and and uh, in, in, including the uh, here's kind of the table of contents. Uh, but it goes on to the next page, the table of contents does uh, that we cover. And we have not just one or five or ten responses, but because in addition to the superstar Tom Gow, I study 20 other superstar financial planners, champions, award winning financial advisors. And a number of them were my clients. And so we have over 30 proven responses to every objection. And some of them are, you know, it just they will reach every personality type of human being. I have one final insight I want to share with you guys that I think will open your eyes to really what scripting is because there's so much prejudice about scripting. Uh, there's bias against scripting by by a lot of amateurs and and quite frankly snake oil salespeople. there are people are going to tell you oh you can make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year just without scripts just be yourself be natural a number of years ago i gave a speech i was it was at a big convention and i gave a speech and the person who came before me was someone who was teaching non-manipulative selling. He's a very good speaker, great guy. I think he's retired now. But the power, uh, the projector went out, and he didn't. He was not able to use his PowerPoint. And a big part of what he was saying in those days is that you don't have to use scripts. You can just be yourself. Just, just think of something. It'll be good enough. Just be a nice person, and, you know what. He did a terrible presentation because, folks, a PowerPoint presentation is a script. And if you use PowerPoint or anything like it, you're using a script. Do you like music? Songs are scripts. Songs are scripts. I love music. I love going to concerts. Do you like movies? I'm a big movie buff. I don't have time to watch as many as I would like, but I have watched so many movies over the years on Netflix. And do you think that a great director will just assemble a bunch of great actors and actresses and say, go at it, just say something. We we got a rough script here, just kind of improvise. No. They have, they, they not only have expert, expert script writers, but then they have people called script doctors in Hollywood. Some of these people are paid up to $200,000 a week to fix a script that's going into production. It has to be perfect. So if you love movies, you love scripts. Do you love to listen to comics? Did you see the Chris Rock special that aired a couple weeks ago? I love that. Comics are masters at scripting. And, you know, Chris Rock has become very, very wealthy. And Eddie Murphy became very wealthy as comics and there, there are many, many others. So if you like, like to listen to comics, you like scripting. It works for all those other people. It works for lawyers. It works for sales superstars. Make it work for you. Would love to hear your success stories.
0: Well, Dr. Moyne, tremendous content. And um, it's great to be with you today as always. I wanna thank all of you listeners. You guys make the show possible. And uh, please share the podcast, listen to the past episodes on on the podcast. You can find all the information at theinfluenceshow.com. And uh, as far as someone asked in the in the comments about finding the script book on Dr. Moyne's website, if you go to drmoyne.com, hit the shop button, and then it'll bring up the different products that are on there. So you guys can check those out. And uh, it's great to be with you guys. Thank you all for joining us. We'll look forward to connecting with you next week. Have a great sales week. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks, everybody.